What is human-centered design and why is it important? Have you ever wondered why your perfect design didn't click with your audience? Have you ever been frustrated when a seemingly revolutionary product collects dust on the shelves? Well, if it makes you feel better, it's not you. It's the design. Or maybe that doesn't help either. Let me clarify. When I say design, I don't mean just making something pretty. Design is all about solving problems. And to do that well, you've got to get into the heads of those who will be using your product or service. This brings us to the compelling universe of human-centered design. Human-centered design is all around us and we often take it for granted. Ever wonder why that crosswalk button just works? No matter how it's pounded, slammed, kicked, gunked up by some kids melting ice cream through scorching heat or a freezing blizzard, it just keeps working. That's human-centered design at work. Someone one had to think not just about how they would use it, but how everyone in the world might use or misuse it. We are all humans here, so why not design things for you and the customer? Putting users at the heart of design results in innovative solutions and ideas. Let's get into it. Key Takeaways Human-centered design prioritizes user needs and experiences, focusing on solving real-world problems, and is crucial for business success, outperforming non-design-led companies by 228% over a 10-year period. Empathy is an essential component of HCD, allowing designers to genuinely understand user needs and desires, with studies showing that empathetic companies retain employees longer. Inclusivity, another core principle of HCD, ensures that products and services are accessible to a wide range of people. Companies that focus on inclusivity outperform peers by 2.3 times. Affordances and user experience research are critical tools in HCD, guiding intuitive use and providing real-world insights that significantly impact return on investment. To be effective, the HCD process should involve interdisciplinary teams and continuous user feedback, making it not just an aesthetic endeavor but a functional, empathetic, and inclusive one. What is human-centered design and why you need to know about it? Human-centered design isn't a newfangled term, but is gaining traction rapidly. It's all about putting the user front and center in the design process. Sounds simple enough. Well, you'd be surprised how many businesses prioritize functionality or aesthetics over human-centered design which focuses on the user's needs and wants. After all, most products and interfaces are designed by engineers and programmers who can't help it but become victims of feature creep. That piling on of features that all starts with things like, oh, how about we add this, or what if it could also do this? It's a slippery slope and even I have to constantly take a step back when developing a new product. Being a bit of an engineer and programmer myself, it's easy to think that adding something isn't really going to take much more time or effort. So why not? But that's the wrong question. The right question is, but why? Time and time again, history has proven that human-centered design wins and often can become revolutionary. Just think about every button overloaded handheld device that existed before the iPod and the iPhone. Who misses mashing buttons to find a song? Even Twitter was a tiny but highly human-centric part of a much bigger complicated platform that ultimately failed while Twitter succeeded. So why should you care? According to the Design Management Institute, design-led companies outperformed the S&P 500 by 228% over a 10-year period. I'll let that sink in. And it's not just about products. This approach impacts services and systems, too. Also known as user-centered design, customer-centered design, and sometimes activity-centered design. HCD is the answer to avoiding over-engineered, confusing, or unnecessary features in your offerings. 
core components of human-centered design. Empathy, the emotional pulse of human-centered design. Firstly, why is empathy important in design thinking? If you can't relate to the user, you're designing in the dark. Empathy and human perspective help you understand what people say and feel, which is critical in crafting genuinely resonating solutions. Why is empathy the cornerstone? So you may be asking, why is empathy important in design thinking? Let's consider the alternative for a moment, designing without empathy. That's like trying to write a love letter in a language you don't speak. It might sound all poetic to you, but it's just gibberish to the recipient. Empathy is the cornerstone because it allows you to truly understand the user's needs, aspirations, and problems. That emotional x-ray vision gives you insights no amount of data analytics can provide. Statistically speaking, this is more than just touchy-feely talk. A study by Business Solver in 2020 showed that 93% of employees would stay longer at a company that shows empathy. Now, think about that in the context of your products or services. If people feel understood, they're more likely to stick around, engage, and spend their hard-earned money. How to Cultivate Empathy in Design Cultivating empathy doesn't mean you need to enroll at a psychology class or start hosting therapy sessions in your office, although those might not hurt. What it does involve is genuine human interaction and active listening. This means more than just feedback forms or customer reviews. It requires one-on-one -on -one interviews, shadowing the user, and immersing yourself in their environment. Remember, empathy is not a one-off event but an ongoing process. IDEO, a Palo Alto design firm, has been leading the way in human-centered design for decades. The concept was made mainstream when ABC's Dateline aired an episode called The Deep Dive in 1998, which shared with the world IDEO's innovative design processes. Although it was mostly focused on the brainstorming process, the seed of empathy, and human-centered design was planted across the world. Even I found myself calling out to my design team, let's have a deep dive. The next, the next time you are at a hospital, take a good look at how modern hospital beds have evolved. How easy it is to adjust, to pull up and down guardrails, where to hang equipment, mobility, all those details. That's an example of human-centered design at work many iterations over. The role of empathy in the human-centered design thinking process. When you're engaged in the human-centered design thinking process, empathy is the initial phase where you gather deep insights about the user's needs. This is not the stage to brainstorm solutions or think about implementation. That comes later. The empathetic stage is a research mode where you set aside your assumptions and immerse yourself in the user's experience. This can often lead to aha moments that can pivot the direction of your entire project. Empathy isn't optional, it's essential. Empathy isn't a nice-to-have in the design process, it's a must-have. It serves as the foundation for the entire human-centered design approach. Without it, you're designing in a vacuum, missing out on the nuance and richness of genuine human experience. In today's competitive market, where consumers are bombarded with choices, the brands that show they get their audience are the ones that will stand the test of time. So put on your empathy hat and see where it takes you and your design. Inclusivity, the broader reach of human-centered design. This leads to the principle of universal design or inclusive design. The aim is to create products or services accessible to as many people as possible, regardless of their age, ability, or background. A seat at the table for everyone. Inclusivity isn't just a buzzword, it's a necessity in modern design thinking. Gone are the days when a one-size-fits-all approach sufficed. 
Today, if your product or service doesn't consider the full range of human diversity, you're missing out on a significant market. And worse, you might be unconsciously marginalizing potential users. Sounds serious. It is, according to a report from Deloitte. Companies that focus on inclusivity outperform their peers by a staggering 2.3 times. Yeah, you read that right, 2.3 times. Universal Design versus Inclusive Design These terms are often used interchangeably but are somewhat different. Universal design refers to creating solutions that meet the needs of the broadest possible range of users. Think about curb cuts on sidewalks. They help not just wheelchair users, but also parents pushing strollers or someone pulling a suitcase. Sidewalks have been around for centuries, but it wasn't until the 1960s that ramps began showing up. That's human-centric design at work. Inclusive design, on the other hand, often starts with understanding the needs of the marginalized or excluded and then working towards solutions that include them. While universal design aims for a single solution for all, inclusive design might offer multiple ways for users to achieve the same outcome. The virtuous circle of inclusivity. There's a growing understanding that making your design more inclusive can lead to innovations in interactive technology that benefit everyone. For instance, text-to-speech technology was initially developed to assist those with visual impairments. Today, it's used globally by people who prefer auditory learning, drivers, multitaskers, etc. So, in striving for inclusivity, you're not just doing good, you're also expanding your product's potential user base in ways you might not have imagined. The role of affordances. Remember those affordances we talked about. These design cues play a crucial role in inclusivity. The design must provide universally understandable cues, minimizing confusion or misuse. From clear labeling to intuitive layouts, affordances are your silent guides in ensuring users navigate your product without feeling lost or frustrated. Inclusivity in human-centered design is not an afterthought. It's a critical component that ensures your design speaks to everyone and leaves no one behind. It's not just an ethical imperative, it's a business necessity. By focusing on the needs of all users, you're setting the stage for your product's wider success, perhaps unknowingly, triggering a wave of innovation that could benefit society at large. So, in your quest for the perfect design, ensure it welcomes all. Affordances and user experience research. Humanity-centered design also involves the concept of affordances. Cues on how a product should be used, Have you ever tried to push a door that needed pulling? Exactly. Also, no HCD process is complete without robust user experience research. You'll need real-world insights to make your human-centered design principles work. What are affordances? Let's start with affordances, a term that may sound like it belongs in an economics textbook but is a design superstar. Imagine walking into a room and seeing a door with a flat plate. Your brain automatically tells you to push, not pull, right. That plate is an affordance, a design cue that signals how an object should be used. Essentially, affordances help avoid confusion by setting user expectations straight from the get-go. Don Norman, who popularized the term in his book, The Design of Everyday Things, says that good design should include signifiers that guide users intuitively. A well-placed affordance is like a good joke. If you have to explain it, it's not that good. In a world driven by efficiency, affordances are the unsung heroes that make usability a walk in the park. User experience research, why it's crucial. All right, so we've designed this beautiful, intuitive, affordance-packed product. 
But how do we know it will actually resonate with the users? Enter user experience research, more often referred to as UX research. This is where the human-centered design approach really digs deep to understand its users. According to a study by Forrester Research, every dollar invested in UX returns $100 with an ROI of 9,900%. Yes, yes, you read that right. User experience research involves interviews, surveys, and usability testing to gather qualitative and quantitative data. This data informs your design decisions, ensuring that you're not just throwing darts in the dark. Bringing affordances and UX research together. Think of affordances and user experience research as a dynamic duo of human-centered design. Affordances make your product or service approachable, while UX research ensures it's what people want. Together, they form the backbone of a design that's not just functional but also irresistibly user-friendly. Here's a tip. When knee-deep in the human-centered design thinking process, regularly loop an affordance design and user feedback. That, that way, you're continually refining the product cutting down on errors, and ensuring that what you're creating is not just a thing of beauty but a function and form. By focusing on both these aspects, you're not just designing for design's sake. You're creating an ecosystem where design meets real-world application, an absolute win-win in the world of human-centered design. So the next time look at the world around you, give yourself a second to think about how affordances and user experience research has made something just work the way they do. They, they may be the MVPs that made those easy everyday things we take for granted possible. Key considerations for success. When embracing a human-centered approach, also called an HCD approach, involving the users throughout the creative process is vital. Their good and bad feedback will guide your tweaks and adjustments. Also, interdisciplinary teams often yield the best results because, let's face it, no one is a master of all trades. Want to dig deeper? You can deepen your understanding of human factors by diving into human-centered design thinking or the human-centered design thinking process. They offer systematic frameworks to innovate or solve problems in a people-centric way. And if you're looking for alternative methods, activity-centered design and humanity-centered design are worth exploring. The people have spoken and you should listen. In wrapping up, the significance of human-centered design can't be overstated. From creating better products to fostering more empathetic societies, this approach is a game changer. So, if you want your brand to resonate, be more than just functional or aesthetically pleasing, be human. After all, who understands the needs of humans better than another human? So, step up your design game and prioritize the people who matter the most, your customers. Trust me, they will thank you for it. And so will your bottom line. About the author. Branding and marketing evangelist Nam Hong is a business, startup, marketing, and branding blogger who has over 30 years of experience working with today's top brands across all industries from luxury fashion to consumer electronics. He has, he has published research papers in the field of branding in sociology scientific journals. His lifelong passion for gaming and anime has led him to serve as an industry advisor for Intel, AMT, NVIDIA, and Microsoft as an expert in youth culture marketing and branding. You can find more articles like this at www.asknam.com. Thanks for all of your time and generous support.